On this episode of the Film Optics Podcast, it looks like Michael Keaton will be returning as Batman for the new Flash film. We also have a little bit of Star Wars news and a lot of gaming news to go over today. So let's just jump straight on in. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Film Optics, where we bring you the headline hot takes of entertainment news. I am your host, Christian, and today we will be talking about the world of film, TV, and everything pop culture related, as we do every single week. And as always, I'm joined by my good friend and my co-host, Devin. How are you doing today, man? We made it through another week. Fourth of July is next week. How you been? How are you holding up? I'm doing good. I'm actually going back to Chi-Town tomorrow. It's been a few months, so it'll be good to get back. Get the old place all nice and dusted. I have no idea what I'm walking into, but we'll see. (laughs) Yeah, I know what you mean, man. I've been, uh, it's been working on my end and, you know, just the normal life of, of an adult, I guess. So, so this is, so this is what it's like. (laughs) The one thing we've been, uh, pining for our entire childhood lives, adulthood. (laughs) But uh, before we begin today's topics, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Red Circle, YouTube here as we do live every single week, and iHeartRadio, and Devin, we are on, we're on TuneIn, and we're on Pandora now. Pandora. Wow. That is crazy. I didn't know they had a podcast segment. I didn't know they were still around. I didn't know they were around either, but I looked it up and I was like, you know what? I sent an email out to them a while ago and I reached back out. I was like, hey, you know, we uh, put in this request, just wanted to see where it was in the process. And they're like, oh, our apologies. <laughs> and then they let us on. So, yeah, Sirius XM, you're next. <laughs> I wonder so if there's be- like an age minimum for Pandora. Like you have to be oh, God. 40 or above. <laughs> I'm thinking six. Oh, actually, no, 40 hours. But does your dad use Pandora? No, he uses Spotify. He's smart. Okay. He's smart. My sister uses Apple Music for some reason. Uh, God, Apple Music's the worst. It's the worst. That's nah, all right. But uh, we have a lot to talk about today, Devin. <laughs> we have, like, a lot of news. Yes. And, of course, again, DC taking the spotlight. So let's just dive in man let's just go in for it we've been talking here for a little bit but um let's um do you, do you want to start off this first story of the uh, comic book news that we have yeah, going on here some uh, some positive news we got um what used to be i don't know for how long but it's been free comic book day for a while now but mm. due to covid they've had to change some things around and now it is officially um changed to a weekly event lasting all summer long that is pretty cool. I did. Com- I went to the comic book store last year during uh, Comic Book Day and got got some pretty cool things. Um, I just grabbed some random issues of like Spider Man, Batman, and um, I think a few of the Eternals as well. But uh, have you uh, gone to this at all? Any? Uh, I've, I've are, are there any comic book? I've not been to one in the past, but I might. Who knows? Might try to get to one this year. Although COVID. Yeah, that it is starts, true. It starts in July and goes through September. 
Yeah. So, I mean, well, th- there's definitely comic book stores around here um, in good old Music City. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I might check it out. It just depends on what kind of comics they have. They, but, like, the store that I went to last year, uh, they are giving out comics and, like, these awesome posters. So I actually just might go back for the posters. Yeah. Because I got this pretty awesome, like, huge Spider-Man poster um, from PS4. Uh, uh, the PS4 game, which is actually pretty cool, and no one snagged it. There was this awesome like Batman, like Bat Family poster, but this guy snagged it right before me. And I was like, "Dang it!" But yeah, uh, comic book—I uh, guess you could say summer or comic book day summer, lasting all summer through uh, starting in July. So yeah, that's that's some good news. And then up next, yeah. we got some bad news. <laughs> um. I guess you could call it bad news. I mean, if you're going to watch it, that's fine. But uh, Fantastic Four, uh, 2015's Fantastic Four. Fan Four Stick. Fan Four Stick is now streaming on Disney+. Plus. It's, woo! I <laughs> it's refuse great. to ever watch it. Well, I, you see, I still haven't seen it, and I heard it was so bad. But everyone, I feel like everyone wants to go see this movie because they had of uh, all Michael the B. Right Jordan actors and then they just yeah. it just didn't work. Ah, maybe the franchise is cursed. I mean, did, did you like the Fantastic liked, Four movies I liked with the, them? the first couple when I was younger yeah. like I didn't really <laughs> yeah. know what was going on, but I definitely remember liking them. I thought Silver Surfer was cool. I just remember seeing Jessica Alba and I was like, yeah, that, wow. That was, <laughs> that was a very efficient way to get our attention back then. <laughs> The big big selling point for us. Uh, Although she, she was talking. invisible a lot, which isn't fun. Yeah, that is. <laughs> yeah, can't can't stare at her uh, pretty face all day. But hopefully, um, I mean, you know, Disney does own the property again, so I mean, I guess it just makes sense. But you know, we're still waiting on that um, <laughs> New Mutants, so hopefully we'll get that soon. I don't know. But um, you want to take this next uh, story here? Because I actually remember you sending this one to me. Exciting stuff here. Marvel Mm. Studios has spoken with The Mandalorian's Deborah Chow about multiple possible projects. Let's let's get Deborah Chow in the MCU. Let's do it, man. I know she's busy with Mandalorian, and I think she's also doing the Kenobi series. So she's she's Mm -hmm. pretty busy, but we'll see if they can get her on board. I can definitely see her as Captain uh, doing something for Captain Marvel. Yeah, because I know, yeah, like I know a lot of people didn't, you know, necessarily like the movie. Like I thought the movie was fine. It was definitely a uh, middle tier. I feel like um, it's not going to age very well. Like the further along we go, in the MCU. yeah, yeah. I, I in that and I think the main reason is because it's an origin story, and it's like. Oh, you know, like we, we introduced this character into our world and like we, we have to do an origin story for her now because, you know, as we've seen with Marvel in the past, you know, they're like, I can't, I mean, Carol Danvers isn't like a, you know, like a bottom of the barrel hero, but like, I mean, Marvel has been pretty responsible for bringing like, you know, B-lister and C-list, uh, C-list uh, comic book heroes up, up into the A-list yet top tier, the A tier. So it's like, I mean, I, I think because it, Captain Marvel was a origin story. And we've seen it so many times, and it's like, are we going to get this out of the way? So it makes sense that she's in, you know, Endgame. Um, I think that's the main reason why. Uh, but hopefully, I mean, it would be pretty cool if uh, Deborah Chow could uh, produce, um, you know, the next Captain Marvel. So that would be pretty cool. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Up next, we got the, the news that 
took over the internet this week. Yeah, this is. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I didn't get me to cut you off. <laughs> um, yeah, I was, yes. I was done anyways. Yeah. Oh no, you're fine. I feel like I do that a lot, and I really need to work on that as well because I just keep talking, and talking. So I'm, I want to work on that this podcast. Just, just you watch. <laughs> so we have uh, this is pretty much the uh, the biggest news piece, uh, at least yeah, pretty much this week I would say. So uh, looks like Michael Keaton uh, is. I'm I'm assuming it's more of a rumor for right now. Uh, he's uh, I think it's, it's rumored pretty confirmed. It's pretty confirmed today that he's going to be wearing the suit. Okay, so Michael Keaton is returning as Batman for the Flash film. Um, this is huge news for a lot of Batman film uh, uh, fans out there. Of course, uh, you know Michael Keaton had his run with um, Batman during the late eighties, um, in, in the nineteen eighties. Excuse me. Uh, so it's, but I mean, I'm I'm excited. Like, yeah, it's cool. You know, we're bringing back someone that you know has played the character before, reprising his role. Yada yada yada. People love him as Batman, but. We also have Mr. Robin Pattinson, who's playing Batman, and the upcoming The Batman Trilogy, the new trilogy, directed by Matt Reeves. And I, I feel like between that trilogy and Nolan's trilogy, it, 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 just, it feels like any movie, any DC movie that's outside of the DCAU does, like, really well, even though we just haven't had too much of them. Like, Joker did, like, phenomenal. It wasn't even a part of the DC... The Z, DCEU, excuse me, not, not the animated universe. But it, it just seems like that's always the case. But, I mean, I wanted to get your thoughts on this, because I'm, I'm kind of indifferent to it. I don't really see the point, but we did hear some also interesting news later on we'll touch on yeah. uh, dealing with... So uh, uh, go go ahead and give give your thoughts really quick. Yeah, initially, initially I definitely had mixed feelings on it because I mean I think we both love Michael Keaton. He's a very good actor, mm. but um, he's old. <laughs> like I think he's like <laughs> seventy. Super old. So that's yeah. that was our initial concern was that we don't really want because initially when the when the news first came out, everyone was like there were rumors that he would be the main Batman going forward. Which I don't think is true. That really wouldn't make sense for seventy-year-old Batman doing doing tricks and flips and stuff. But yeah. then I kept I kept seeing videos and articles that are people that are they're kind of comparing what his role will be to the role of Nick Fury in the MCU, and I think that sounds like a pretty perfect match. Him just like being the overseer for all of the the DC people and just kind of hangs around and does cool stuff sometimes yeah it's i mean because you know with the flash movie like i think there's they're trying to do like the flashpoint paradox and you know that's obviously ends up with like multitude of different versions of different characters i don't want to get too much into it there but if, if, if you know what the you know flashpoint paradox is that's pretty much i think what they're trying to go for but um, you had actually sh- sent me a story of uh, a friend of mine, Griff, uh, Griffin Shrill, uh, Shill- Schiller. Excuse me, Griffin. Sorry, I butchered your last name there. But um, I've, I've been been on a few podcasts with him in the past, and he had a little bit of a uh, scoop earlier this week. I'm trying to find where you sent it to me. Uh, do you remember? It was something. De- it was dealing with uh, Batman Beyond, I believe. They're trying to kind of tie Terry the Flash. Mo- yeah, Terry McGinnis into Batman Beyond. I'm like trying to look for where you actually sent it, but yeah, there's been so um, many 
so much news that there's a lot in this little Twitter chat we got. Yeah, yeah, there definitely is, and it's just like it's insane. And Twitter's not really behaving well right now. So um, if you know, if if I do come across it, we'll just bring it up later um, at another time. But yeah, um, you know, Keaton coming back. You know, he's he's definitely played other superhero roles since uh, uh, superhero esque roles or villain roles. Okay, yeah, I just found it. Um, oh, did you? He says that Michael Keaton in the Flash is a setup for a Batman Beyond movie for 2023, and Michael Keaton wants Burton to direct that. Tim Burton. Hmm. I can see that happening. I could, yeah, yeah. I can definitely see that happening. I just want to know exactly what's you know going to be happening because you know we don't really know too much, and I think that's that's just the. The worst part is not knowing what they have in store because they probably don't have everything, you know, planned out. They just probably just have like a loose, like, you know, base idea of what they want to do. And, you know, they have to go from there. So um, I'm not opposed to it, but I mean, it just depends on what kind of role Michael Keaton plays as Batman. I just don't really like it how they have it to where, you know, this what this is going to be like our fifth Batman within like, what, five, six years. And it's like that's. Or I, I don't know. It's it seems like a lot, but we'll see what's going. I'll, I'll reserve judgment until later on. So I don't know. But uh, do you want to take this next story about Marvel's health? This, this, this might be the, f- the funniest story of the week. Um, <laughs> Marvel's Hellstrom TV show is released uh, to release targeting a fall 2020 release on Hulu. And have you seen the logo for this show? <laughs> It's a pentagram. It's it's a pentagram, isn't it? Or is that Ghost? No, it's not Ghost Rider. They, they put out like this logo for the show, and there's not a Marvel logo in sight. Like they are ashamed of this thing. You can just tell. There's, uh, there's no Marvel. There's no mention of Marvel anywhere. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I I see the. Um, I mean, I see like a picture of Hellstrom, but like a picture of him. But I, mean, I don't really know anything I about Hellstrom, but it just feels like. Yeah, Netflix, or, uh, Marvel's just kind of tossing this to Hulu. And they just don't care at all. Yeah, it's it's either that or they just don't want. I, yeah, I mean maybe because it, it that's what it seems like. I mean, even though you know we all know that Disney owns Hulu as well as ESPN, which still kind of blows my mind. But um, <laughs> uh, I mean, it it seems interesting. Uh, interesting. It looks like uh, Marvel's latest Hulu series, Hellstrom, is currently being uh, eyed for a fall premiere date, as we said. Um, I guess Hulu ordered this uh, alongside a Ghost Rider series um, as well, starring uh, Gabriel Luna. So I guess we'll just have to see what's going on with this. And um, I guess Ghost Rider didn't end up picking, uh, did not end up being picked up, but I guess the Hellstrom continued his plan. Why should this be like one of the best shows that they put out, but like they don't want to be associated with it? But I guess it's not, it's not even just like a Marvel logo, like anywhere, like no. not like Marvel Studios, but obviously just like Marvel in association with Marvel. Nope. Wow. Well, we'll just have to wait and see. I'll definitely check it out for sure. Uh, coming to <laughs> the streaming theater, uh, uh, streaming service, this Huluween, as it says. <laughs> so that's pretty funny. But yeah, I guess we'll 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 figure. Well, yeah, 
That'll be cool. So we got a little bit of Spider-Man news cooking up here. It looks like the Spider-Man animated series star Christopher Daniel Barnes would would reprise his role in Spider-Verse 2, which I am... Is this this much of a news story here? I mean, of course he wants to be in the movie, but... Is he I would be? love. Could you imagine? You've you, you've watched ninety Spider Man, right? I mean, it's on Disney Plus if if you haven't. But yeah. I mean, I'm you. Assuming, yeah, you've, yeah. I I just I love this. I love that series so much, and it's just like when you know, growing up, you know that that was like obviously like my Peter Parker until obviously you know we got the movies, Tobey Maguire. But even then, it's just like that that was like Peter for me. Like you know, his voice, it was very distinct, and it's like that's Peter Parker. I love that show so much. And if they start to incorporate, even with like um, Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man, which I'm not too super crazy about, but um, I mean, it, it would just be really cool to, to see Spider-Man, you know, come together throughout the generations. You know, we kind of already got that with Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man, but let, let's throw in some, some Tom Holland and some, uh, some Christopher Daniel Barnes love in there, too. With, with a little bit of Andrew Garfield, maybe. We'll yeah, see. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. Some, but um, anything else? HBO. Sorry, go ahead. HBO Max news here. Looks like they're adding some Ooh. Batman movies. <laughs> that you Start. All, all own most of them. Yes, I own majority of these. Uh, did you want to rattle them off, or did you want me to? We got Batman and Mr. Freeze. Sub-Zero, Batman and Harley Quinn, Batman versus Two-Face, The Batman versus Dracula, Batman Assault on Arkham, Batman Return of the Cape Crusaders, Batman Under the Red Hood, and Batman Year One. Okay, so I have all of these besides Batman versus Two-Face, Batman versus Dracula, and The uh, Return of the Cape Crusaders. I have all the others on either digitally or on Blu-ray. But they're pretty freaking cheap to find. Um, there's a store over by me uh, that's this is like a huge emporium of like records. Um, it's like books, games, uh, movies, TV shows, uh, things of that nature. So um, I could definitely find a few of these, but I might just watch them on HBO Max just because they're there. I've been kind of wrestling with uh, with a little bit of a pickle, but we'll get into that when I get to the gaming news. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, more, more, you know, DC, Batman, just more Warner Brothers content coming to HBO Max is never a bad thing. I'm glad that they're doing this, and I hope they stay on because it would be very insanely just nonsensical if, if they just took them off like they're doing with, you know, well, so we thought. We'll get into that as well. I Oh, wait, no, I don't have that story on here. It was about the other... Um, DC uh, Extended Universe movies coming back sometime in July. And it's like, well, if people just had physical... Like, the people who love these movies so much, it's like you would think they would just buy them on physical media. I know you. You know, you're not much much of a big physical collector, and that's fine. Because normally you don't watch a movie more than once unless it's something you really, really enjoy. Yeah. But for others out there... Just letting you know, streaming services, you are at their mercy when you sign up for their service. They can, I mean, we, we saw it again. We saw it with Home Alone for Disney Plus. They own those that, that property. They put them on there for the Chris, you know, for the holidays. 
and then they took them off. They're not going to be on there all the time. It kind of just makes sense just to have them on for the holidays. But again, you know, even if it's their own properties, they can still take it off for whatever reason. So just wanted to throw that out there. Um, I think you showed me this other story as well. There being uh, the next new story, uh, a brand new Teenage Mutant Ninja, Ninja Turtle is has been announced, and she's a total badass. Uh, yeah. So it looks like uh, after 35 years, Leonardo, Donatello, Michelangelo, and Raphael are welcoming the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle into the folds. Um, it looks like... Um, it's added from the TMNT issue number 93. Um, her, oh, my God. <laughs> is it Jenica or is it uh, uh, Kari? Uh, Car- Kari? Jenica. Is it Jenica? Okay. Okay, so it is Jenica. That, that, that's what I thought. So, yeah, I thought it was Kari. Sorry. That was my bad. So, um yeah, it looks like she is joining the fold, and and I mean, I'm not much of a TMNT like super huge fan, but I thought this is pretty cool. Yeah, so, so I'm sure a lot of people are mad about it, but that yeah. usually means it's a good thing. She's got some pretty cool uh, looking weapons, kind of like Wolverine claws, but I mean, she's got like the yellow you know band around her uh, her eyes, so that kind of you know fits in really nice there with the. Uh, with the rest of the uh, color palette or the rest of the turtles, I guess you could say. But yeah. uh, I guess I think you want also have some more Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles news down here Ooh. somewhere. Is it? Let's see. Yeah, there's there's a live action TMNT series in the works at CBS All Access. The, oh, the that's streaming right. Service we all love so much. <laughs> is that is that so? CBS All Access. That's right. That's not Peacock. I'm thinking NBC. Sorry. Yeah, uh, CBS All Access. Do we have access to that or no? I never have and probably never will. (laughs) Same here. Even with Peacock, it's like community is on Netflix. So the office has been on Netflix forever and so is Parks and Rec. I think Peacock at least has a free version. Uh, okay. Oh, you know what? I think they do. That's right. Because we were talking about uh, reviewing, uh, reviewing that. So... Well, uh, we'll just have to wait and see. But, yeah, I mean, this is great for TMNT fans out there, you know, uh, getting a little bit more uh, expanded into the universe with a new character and a new show. So that's pretty cool. Uh, do you want to take this next news story? Let's see. We got... I think it's Pat- Pat- Patty Jenkins yeah, Patty. has hit the pause button on Wonder Woman 3. What? Why? Sounds like um, so sounds like this quarantine and COVID mess is kind of making her change some things around for the story. Uh oh, Thick Patty says no. <laughs> well, she oh, it's more not yet, but um, yeah. Do you have any uh, first impression thoughts about this at all? Or it makes sense. <laughs> I mean, this this stuff changing a lot of movies and TV shows around. Yeah, Tenet got pushed back again till August. So, um. There's that. We don't know what's going on with the uh, Marvel shows with the Falcon, uh, Falcon, Witcher, Soldier, Loki, and um, uh, WandaVision as well. So, you know, it's just if you're trying to keep everybody safe because obviously, you know, if these, you know, if the producers, the cast and crew are not around to, you know, make the things that they love, 
then there's really no point to all this. So you got to keep everyone safe. Got to keep everybody healthy. So yeah, there's always that. Yeah. But uh, we've got some other big news. Ooh, yeah. uh, last bit of comic book news before we uh, have a little bit of Star Wars news today. That's very, very rare uh, nowadays. But uh, <clears throat> it looks like there are going to... Uh, Eric uh, Kripke, or yeah, did I pronounce that right? Well, there, there's no point in mentioning this when the news did come out today that... Um, oh, yeah, you're right. The Boys totally Season 2... <laughs> Is releasing. I think it's September. September fourth. Yes. So <laughs> yeah. like, you got to double check that. Yeah. The new tra- so that trailer came out. They did some. They had a little <laughs> clip come out. It's exciting stuff. That was nice. It is some very exciting stuff. I cannot. Well, between this and Umbrella Academy, I think Umbrella Umbrella Academy comes out sometime in July. So I think we're getting that first. Between that and Umbrella Academy, I'm very stoked. I mean, yeah. but especially for the boys, because the boys like, is like, oh, it's so good. Yeah, like I, I mean, do we rewatch season one or do we just watch the season finale it's all again? It's still pretty fresh in my head. I think. I I, I think it's still is for me. Yeah, I mean, I might just watch the season finale just because, and you know, it's good that we don't have to play catch up. What what a lot of people probably will because this the show was very um, I guess it kind of flew underneath the radar and then started rising in popularity and now it's getting to where it is where of course you know this uh, there is a uh, second season coming out and of course everyone who you know kind of slept on the first season being majority of majority of the audience will play catch up and then you know in order to watch season two much like a lot it's, of people did with Game it. of Thrones. Yeah. Oh, it's definitely worth it for sure. Absolutely. So, whew, the boys are back. Whew. I think I don't know how how legit this next Star Wars story is, but I'm sure it's got you excited. It's got me excited. Yes. There's a rumor that Ryan Johnson, uh, his trilogy, his Star Wars trilogy, is still coming. But that's weird because, um, well, for the time being, we all know that. Uh, Disney's pumping the brakes on the uh, on the Marvel, uh, well, not the Marvel. I'm sorry, Star Wars movies, uh, especially trilogy movies, and they want to focus on more smaller scale plot projects, with TV shows, as as we are seeing with the Obi Wan Kenobi show and the season two of Mandalorian. And um, they, what else did they? It was was that the 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 not the New Republic. Oh, what did they announce a while ago? I can't remember. Um, not Knights of the Old Republic. That's a video game. Oh man, I'm drawing a blank. You know what I'm talking about? They had that like, it was kind of like a big Star Wars. Um, the High Republic. That was it. The High Republic. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, we don't know how much truth is to this story about Ryan Johnson's trilogy still might be coming. Um, it looks like Lucasfilm has currently has three set release dates for Star Wars movies, and that is December 6, 2022, December 20th, 2024, and December 18th, 2026. And we all know Taika is also doing a Star Wars movie as well. But Taika's movie isn't until... Well, yeah, so Taika's movie is until 2024, which means that Ryan Johnson's first movie could arrive on the 2026 date 
if you know Lucasfilm doesn't add any other releases in before then. But yeah, I mean, we'll just have to wait and see. I mean, I I think it'll be great just because I've waited for like a new twist and a new um, a new outlook and um, on Star Wars for a while. I mean, I love the series or the franchise, excuse me, but I'm just ready for something new and something different. You know, I I really did enjoy The Last Jedi. Didn't really have a traditional lightsaber battle. And a lot of people didn't like it because, God forbid, now nowadays it's like you can't kill a beloved character, you can't kill Luke, and you can't kill characters in other mediums that I'm not going to really disclose right now. But, um, yeah, it's just it's just weird. I, I don't know what it is, but um, I'm I'm hoping this this comes true because he's he's a phenomenal director. So yeah, that pretty much does. That's the only bit of Star Wars news we've had for a while. It's the only thing I could really find. So or I think you had sent this to me. I can't remember. I think you did. Yeah, I knew, but, I knew you would like it. <laughs> oh, it's just until it ends so, up not being true. It's yeah, probably which is fine. But uh, you know, speaking, a boy can Speaking dream. of what could have been. We got some <laughs> Defy of Bloods news. Take it away. Apparently, it almost starred Samuel L. Jackson and Denzel Washington. <laughs> that would have been fire. That would have been fire. But would you have changed them out for any of the actors that we got? I, I do think the actors we got did a really good job, but you can't pass up on Samuel L. and Denzel. Like That would have took that it is to another true. level. And Storm and Norman? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, that, that that is that is very true. That would have been a amazing combination. Um, much like you know, with it, there's been so many weird like you know what ifs, or we've seen so many other actors have passed up the roles for certain um, iconic parts, and it's like you can't really either imagine you know someone else in that role or you know what could have been but like since since this is more of like a fresh movie and i mean like it is a new movie by spike lee um so it's i would definitely say it's one of the bigger names he's obviously one of the bigger names out there um for this movie for what they did with it you know it was originally supposed to be about five white veterans and they kind of you know turned it on its side and took a different perspective um i i think I mean, I'm sure, you know, Denzel and Samuel Jackson would have done a phenomenal job as well. So, yeah, yeah it'd be pretty sweet. Here's, good here's stuff. The, the big bomb that dropped today on Twitter. Yeah, this is another one that dropped literally about a, a maybe us pushing, pushing this back to one day. Yeah, yeah, actually, I'm very, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm very, yeah, I'm like tongue tied right now um yeah there was a lot more you know news coming out today that we normally record this on thursday and it's out on friday this will still be out on friday just later on in the evening uh had work and you know responsible adult things to do so uh do you want to take this uh actually no I'll, yeah i'll take this one really quick as you did the last one um so it looks like margot robbie christina hodson uh routine uh, it's joining up for like a new Pirates of the Caribbean movie for Disney. So that's pretty cool. Uh, the project is separate from the already an, already announced reboot uh, that is being developed by Pirates uh, scribe Ted Elliott and Chernobyl's uh, creator Craig Mazin. So, and I think the, the separate reboot is supposed to star Karen Gillian as well. 
So that's totally different from Margot Robbie's Pirate of the Caribbean. But um, it's, it's, it's definitely c- interesting. I'm like picturing her as a pirate in my head, and it seems to be working. <laughs> I don't know why, but it just feels like she can pull it off. I mean, she can probably pull off anything because she's amazing, but I think it'll work if they get the right script and director. <laughs> and I mean, Producer, I don't know. No. Does anyone <laughs> even really watch Pirates of the Caribbean anymore? Dude, I thought we were honestly done with this franchise like a long time ago. Like, it has been so long since I've seen any Pirates of the Caribbean movie. I think the other pirate movies are on Disney Plus, but we'll see. <laughs> I uh, I don't know. Um, I mean, it's interesting. I'll definitely check it out. I don't know. I can't necessarily say it's going to respark my my passion or my love for the series. Cause I mean, like I watched them, I thought they were cool, but it wasn't like, Oh my gosh. Like I love Pirates of the Caribbean. Like it was just kind of one of those indifferent uh, franchises. So I don't know. Got anything else to say about it? Margot yeah, Robbie. I've never been a huge <laughs> fan, but I am a huge Margot Robbie fan. So who knows? Yeah, I am too. Oh man. So you want to take this uh, next story here? Yeah, these next two kind of go hand in hand because they happened within like a couple hours of each other and it's a similar type story. We got uh, Kristen Bell will no longer be voicing a mixed race character in Apple's Central Park um, animated show, as well mm-hmm. as Jenny Slate has apologized for voicing a black character on um, what's that show called? Big Mouth for the past yeah, like, Big Mouth three seasons and has have you um, have you watched Big Mouth? Yeah, I watched the first few episodes and I wasn't a fan. I wasn't a fan of, like I wasn't a fan of it myself, but a lot of my friends like that show and like I'll watch like random episodes with them. We've currently just been going through like it's always sunny in Philadelphia, just watching random episodes there. But um, I mean this. I mean, I, I understand where they're coming from, but like it does for me at least, it kind of sucks. Um, especially with the Kristen Bell. Like I started watching Central Park and I, I like it a lot. I think Kristen Bell does a phenomenal job. And I, I can understand them, you know, and I said this on Twitter, like I, I can understand, you know, with Kristen Bell, you know, backing down. It wasn't like a oh well, you know, we're gonna push you out and bring a new, you know. Uh, person of color into this but um the character that she plays as is you know um molly she is a mixed biracial her father's black mother is white so i can understand them bringing in a biracial person to play that role but i guess i'm more in the camp of it does to me it doesn't necessarily matter who is playing who is the voice behind the character as long as, you know, they're, you know, obviously one with the character as, you know, doing a really good job, you know, portraying that character because, you know, they're also right, you know, reading scripts off of a piece of paper and, you know, whoever the writer is, as long as it's as long as the performance and the message that is trying to get across as them portraying as that character, you know, as voice acting of through voice acting is, you know, received and does a really good um, job of, you know, sending that message out there to what they're trying to say. I think it's totally fine. But of course, obviously because of recent events, I feel like that is the reason why Kristen Bell and um, Jenny Slate are being, I feel like they're being kind of pressured like, Hey, you know, 
or just you know they, they they want to back away and let somebody else you know take that role. I didn't. I thought Jenny Slate saying that she apologizing. I didn't think she really needed to apologize for that because I mean she she did get the job, but you know it's just whatever they want their realizations to be and you know whatever they feel like is right that's fine because it's it's different from you know the studio interference versus these uh character or these actors wanting to step down because of recent events but sorry i went on a bit of a tangent i wanted to get your thoughts on this though yeah i think in both cases they're just kind of reading the room because um in the current climate it's not a good look to take away a voice of a potential um, person of color actor or actress. It, the Jenny Slate one is kind of weird to me because it's been like three years and she's just yeah. now <laughs> kind of realizing that she probably shouldn't have taken that job just because it's just taking away representation from a part of um, culture that is often underrepresented. Yeah, I mean, I guess I'm just like, yeah, and I and I definitely understand. It's like, because even for me, like, there there's a lot of black um, voice actors out there that have, you know, that have portrayed, you know, people of color that is not within their, you know, who are white or whatever else. I mean, um, I guess C- Christopher Judd, um, he voices Kratos in The New God of War. He's like the voice actor and motion caption actor. Obviously, Kratos is not black, and obviously, Kratos is right white. He's Greek, but like to me, I I don't I just I, I think that's different though because it's like there's you don't have like white kids growing up like having to seek out representation on the screen because they have it everywhere already. Yeah, so, I guess that's true. I mean, I was I guess like between the other like I mean, Chris Summer, uh, Kelvin Michael Richardson, and Phil Marr, just to name a few other black actors who have you know voiced. I mean, yes, majority of their characters have been black, but they've also voiced other characters of different colors. And I mean, aliens and stuff like that is stupid, but um, I don't know. I, I saw someone trying uh, make trying to make the comparison with Darth Vader. Because we have James Earl Jones, who is the voice of Darth Vader, and Darth Vader is Anakin, who is white. It was like, okay, I mean, I I get it there, but I mean, it's not that big of a deal. It just sucks because I just thought Kristen Bell did a really good job, but you know, this is more of a wake up call, I guess. Like you had said, you know, they've they they just kind of just want to back away from a situation that yeah, they probably just, can't just control. Reading, they're just reading the room. Like yeah. It's just not good time. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like Phil Lamar, like he played Samurai Jack. Like <laughs> it was awesome. But yeah, I mean, it is what it is. And, you know, um, I'm hope I'm hoping that they find somebody. Like I just don't want them to, you know, step down and just choose someone just for the sake of, oh, we need, you know, for diversity. Like whoever takes these roles, you know, I want them to, do a good job because I do plan on watching, you know, the rest of Central Park. Um, I'm not going to stop watching a show just because you know a voice actor changed, but it is what it is. Uh, let us know your comments in the, in the uh, section down below if you're watching this on YouTube. Uh, if you're listening to the podcast, uh, just shoot us a message on Twitter. Let us know um, at Film Optics. So yeah, but yeah, I'm you know I'm just, I'm hopeful. I'm just it just kind of sucks that you know 
because of what's going on, a lot of these changes are being made. But, I mean, it is what it is. So um, let's move on to our boy, a, our boy Boots. The, yeah, you, you want to take this one? Sorry, I went on a bit of a tangent there. Yeah, it looks like uh, Boots Riley, um, his last uh, work as a director slash writer was Sorry to Bother You, a movie we both enjoyed because it was... <laughs> crazy insane and funny insane and just outrageous but it looks like he's he's not stepping down from the crazy train here he's got another outrageous sounding premise here for a tv show he's got coming out it's called um what's it called is it dark absurd or is it dark uh, the movie's called virgo or the, oh, the tv show right. it's called Virgo, Virgo, I think. No, called I'm a Virgo. There it is. I'm a Virgo. Okay. So it's about a 13-foot-tall black man who lives in Oakland. And that's all <laughs> he gave us. He says it'll be oh dark, God. absurd, hilarious, and important. So, like, I'm all in. Cause that sounds crazy. And he he did crazy well last time. Yeah, he, he really did. Um, I've, I kind of want to watch Sorry to Bother You again because... That ending was just like the weirdest it's thing I've ever seen. Insanity. It it was, yeah. Um, you know, I'm I'm totally on. Um, yeah, bleh, wow, I'm on board with Bruce Riley's new idea. Um, you know, especially since we've seen Sorry to Bother You, and it was, I mean, it that definitely had a lot of uh, messages to send in that as well. And it sounds like this will be just as crazy, if not crazier. So that's pretty cool. Oh my gosh, hold on. Almost dropped my uh, audio interface there. But um, we have another bit of news here. Um, it's kind of, yeah, I guess you could say it's bad news. Uh, the Golden Globes have been postponed nearly two months and will now air on Sunday, February 28th. Another, another delay. Not, not much to dive into there. Yeah, there, there really isn't much to say. Sucks. Got to move on. Health is important. So let's go on to this next news story. Uh, you want to take this one? Yeah, take 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 this one on the, Movie, uh, on the movies range of there. our of our younger oh, teenage God. life. So weird. Um, yeah, the VHS the anthology films. I I've, I remember watching them, but I just don't remember much about them. But Sam, um, there's there's going to be a new entry here called VHS ninety four. Oh God! And it is. <laughs> I think it's being written by the the duo that did Ready or Not. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. So mm -hmm. that's 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 a good thing. That's, I can get behind that. Other than that, um, I don't really know too much more about it. Yeah, I don't know too much more about it either. But like you said, you know, we used to watch these like, <laughs> yeah, when we were younger. And I I don't know. I remember I one. I think it was the first one. There was an alien abduction part. I remember that. I remember that one. And I also remember, um, oh, my gosh. It was just one girl that they that these guys found, um, like, right outside of their hotel. Or they were at some kind of bar. They brought her back to their hotel. And she ended up being, like, this huge, like, vampiric, like, a demon who ends up killing them. But she was, like, so, like, petite and very, like, reserved and, you know, soft-spoken. And it was some crazy stuff. I remember we watched that. Between that paranormal activity. <laughs> Man, those are the days, for sure. 
But yeah, I mean, I've, I'll definitely give it a watch. Um, I haven't seen It Chapter 2 yet. I saw It Chapter 1, saw Us, but that's not really much of a horror. Um, Midsummer. Uh, still have to watch The Shining all the way through, actually. I actually need to buy Doctor Sleep because I actually really like that movie. <laughs> yeah. And the, 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 uh, the, the uh, director's cut is out uh, for Blu-ray, so I definitely got to pick that up. Got to see what that's all about. But um, we have our next news story here. It's from, uh, looks like Disney is to re-release the 12, 12 movies, including Star Wars Empire Strikes Back, Deadpool, Black Panther, um, into theaters. Um, this wasn't, wasn't Bloodshot on the list randomly, too? And Bloodshot. For some he, reason. For some reason. All, well, all these well, classic, amazing movies, and then you just got Bloodshot. Bloodshot. Well, did, did, you, did you, see, you didn't see Bloodshot, did you? No. Oh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't see it either. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, this, so it looks like it's going to be this Zootopia, The Avengers, Greatest Showman, Jungle Book, Force Awakens, Deadpool, Inside Out. Uh, I, I think this is, that was a part of a different list. But I think this is like all Disney's list. Bohemian Rhapsody, oh, my God, Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> what? No. Uh, Beauty and the Beast live action, Iron Man, uh, the first Iron Man. Um, just to name a few, looks like Disney uh, is partnering partnering up with a few uh, different venues out there. So um, this news comes after a report in Variety indicating that they'll also be releasing Empire Strikes Back in the UK theaters, um, the 4K remastered edition. So that's actually pretty cool. I actually... Uh, I, I have the 4K set for Star Wars, uh, the Skywalker Saga, and I was going through a few of them. Uh, Empire Strikes Back looks actually very phenomenal in 4K. Um, and then I, I would say between all three sagas, there's definitely one movie that sticks out over the other. Uh, Revenge of the Sith definitely looks amazing in 4K as well. So, um, And I can't remember. Uh, uh, I, I think it was... Um, Rise of Skywalker that looked the best, or it was uh, 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 The Last Jedi. But yeah, so it looks like Disney is uh, pushing these back into theaters. If these come to our theaters, um, I'm not sure which, if, you know, if they're coming to Regal, if they're coming to AMC, but I, I would definitely see like a few of these in theaters again. Like I would see Star Wars. Um, was there any that you would see? I don't know. It's tough. I still don't even know if I want to go back so soon. Yeah, that's that. That's the other thing. <laughs> we'll be doing this podcast from home. Films at home. <laughs> Film optics. Films at home. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think um, between Empire Strikes Back and maybe the first Avengers. No, Force Awakens would be awesome, too. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Well, it also just depends on if they're even showing in our area. That's very slim to none. So um, you want to take this next news story. It's actually a bit of a sad um, story here. Yeah, it looks like SpongeBob 3 has been delayed. Um, but we'll go to VOD and streaming, skipping theaters, which I'd say is some good news because I feel like these kids' movies are kind of better off going the VOD streaming route anyways. At least yeah. it makes it easier for everyone. That is true. I remember seeing the first SpongeBob movie. In theaters, I think it was my sister's birthday. She had a little party at the. Uh, what a classic! At this, 
But it was it's so it still holds up. But then I think I have it. The second one was a snooze fest. Yes, it was. Well, I I think wasn't it? Um, oh my gosh, the creator of SpongeBob left after the first movie was released. I'm pretty sure. And then that's when people started noticing the dip in quality for SpongeBob. I mean, they still had some good episodes, but yeah. Um, yeah, it's still, uh, it's still I would have coming out uh, this summer though, which is good. Right. Well, we'll definitely have to review it because I mean, it's it's SpongeBob. Like what? Like come on. Yeah. Well, I mean, ho- hopefully this will be you know better than the second one. But um, yeah, I, I totally agree with you uh, when it comes to kids' movies. It just makes sense. I mean, because kids don't care if you really they, if they see it on a big screen or not. Up so maybe until they get like to a certain age, but by that time they're already seeing movies by themselves anyway, or you know PG thirteen uh, movies and whatnot. Their parents are already dropping them off at the uh, theaters. But like little kids, I don't really think they care all that much. They just want to see SpongeBob on the screen. They just want to see Trolls, Scooby Doo. Uh, which actually, Scoob came out on HBO Max, by the way. Yeah, so, so. yeah, um, but yeah, this, I, I, I guess it's. I mean, I guess it's bad for you know skipping theaters, but like it just, it just makes sense right now. You know, we're we're in the middle of this pandemic. Wave two is is coming, and the the numbers here have been spiking up as well. So, um, I I I think it's a smart move. So I take back my bad news, uh, part there, <clears throat> but. It looks like um, we have a, another this is, this is story quite the, here. Quite the team up Netflix has here: Barry Jenkins and Leonardo DiCaprio. That's that's a duo, a director actor duo. I want to see, and we will be seeing. On I don't Netflix. know what this documentary is, but I mean, with those two names, I'm in. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it, it's it's so crazy sometimes how just like it, it can be about Leonardo DiCaprio like in a duck or some crazy stuff and people will just go see it because it's Leo like they they just will and it's like oh my god it's probably gives one of his best performances but it's like I mean even with uh the revenant it's like yeah it's what Leo you know fighting a bear like all this other crazy stuff happens and it's like well it isn't it sounds kind of cool but like you know you got to get a little bit more in depth in that because we saw Liam Neeson in the gray. Yeah. So <laughs> and, I mean, it'll be interesting to see if Barry Jenkins can keep up his hot streak. I mean, first, hopefully first two major movies, Moonlight and if Beale Street could talk. It's, mm-hmm. That's like Beale Street was such a good movie. Yeah. Legendary I start. I still haven't seen uh Moonlight though. Very good. Still haven't seen it. Definitely. I, I hear it's deserving good. of the award that La La Land thought they won. I honestly, I was rooting for I was rooting for La La Land because I love Emma Stone, but of course you know I hadn't seen Moonlight. I didn't even know what it was about. It just I mean it looked obscure, but like that was back when we didn't really watch obscure movies. I guess you could say I don't know, but I feel like everyone asked you at some point. But yeah, definitely on board with this uh, film adaptation. It's going to be coming to Netflix. Uh, uh, <laughs> Viranga, it looks like it's called Viranga documentary. So that's pretty cool. Some pretty nice stuff there. So, um, what the? Did you put this in? What? This Netflix 
uh, Red Notice is negotiating with Legend with this Legend for a surprise appearance. No. Oh, but it looks like uh, Tom Cruise might be joining this already star-studded cast. That's right. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, it looks like it's a pretty big cast. Although I don't, if it's if it's a mystery surprise role, I don't know why they're announcing it, but here it is. (laughs) Yeah, we we got Gal Gadot, Ryan Reynolds, The Rock himself. Um, I'll definitely see it for Gal Gadot and Ryan Reynolds, (laughs) like alone. I mean. Uh, Tom Cruise is cool and all, um, and The Rock's in it too. So yeah. whatever. <laughs> we got, some, we got some uh, some good news to report on next. Ooh, some good news. The John Krasinski creation um, is going to be nominated for an Emmy. That's gonna be pretty see cool. If they can take down the other late night hosts juggernauts because they had to go into that <laughs> category because they're too long. Yeah. I mean, what John Krasinski did about, what was it? Eight shows. Yeah. Something like that before he had to. Yeah. I, I, I know there's a lot of YouTubers that are mad because he, I mean, I, it's John Krasinski. So obviously him making a YouTube channel, he's going to get followers. He's going to get subscribers whatnot i don't even know what he did with the money if he even decided to monetize his channel he probably didn't but um yeah i saw a lot a few youtubers out there were not very happy because you know he used like the bare minimum uh, equipment and you know just kind of i wouldn't like say half-assed his show but i mean because i mean it's john krasinski he knows how to act but yeah people were just a little not too happy about that but it is what it is um, I think this is really good, though, you know, between all the other shows, you know, James Corden, Trevor Noah, um, Stephen Colbert, uh, Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy Kimmel, uh, Bill Mayer and Samantha B. It's all. Oh, and John Oliver as well. So it's and of course, Graham Norton. I like Graham Norton. He's like the British version of uh, Jimmy Fallon. But who do you like better, Fallon or Kimmel? Uh, Fallon's been kind of rough lately. Huh. And I think Kimmel, I, Kimmel's taking a break. Yeah, yeah, Kimmel is. Uh, Kimmel was, like, going at it for a while, like, you know, doing it from home. But, yeah. I, I think I like Fallon just a little bit more. Like, if you would have asked me, like, oh, my God, maybe a few years ago, I would have said uh, Kimmel. But I don't know. It just depends. But I think there was something going on with Kimmel, actually, which... I thought it was kind of ridiculous, but, I mean, it is what it is. We won't get into it. So um, that pretty much does it for our uh, general news that happened this week. And now we're going to head into the gaming news. Um, I want to make, like, a a little, like, gaming beat to, like, you know, for each Wow, here's, here's some pretty crazy breaking news here. What? Mike Henry. Mm-hmm. The voice of Cleveland from Family Guy and the Cleveland Show is stepping yeah. down from playing Cleveland. Are you kidding me? Oh. After 20 years. Oh, my God. I love the Cleveland Show. Like, oh. This this is what I'm talking about, Devin. This is what I'm talking about. I'm not si- Like, I feel like it's getting a little out of hand. I, I, I because think it's, I mean, it's a good thing, though, because that means people are listening and changes are being made. No matter... If it takes 20 years for him to do it, it's like it's good to 
His voice will never. I love Cleveland's voice. It's that like high pitch, like it's so nasally, <laughs> or whatever it was. It's just, oh man, that's actually kind of heartbreaking. I mean, I understand, but it's like, I damn. Mean, who, I don't think anyone's watching Family Guy. That is very true. It's not years. as big as it used to be, <laughs> and ne- neither is the Cleveland show. To be completely honest, wow, that is um, that that's actually pretty shocking. I mean. Yeah, that's actually pretty shocking. I'm not going to lie. Um, I just, yeah, I mean, I guess so. I mean, it, it makes sense. I'm just not super, like, I don't want it to be like, oh, it's, like, so segregated. Like, only white actors can play, you know, this role and that role. Like, Avatar The Last Airbender, the entire, like, team, full of Caucasians, but they did their research. Like, it was, it was a, it's a fantastic show. I absolutely loved it. Even what, like, I don't know. I, I just don't want this to go too crazy. Like, people stepping down makes sense, but I don't want it to be like, oh, well, you have to be black in order to play this character, or you had to be white in order to play this character, blah, 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 blah. Because, I mean, even with Sucker Punch's latest game, um, since we're talking about gaming news really quick, uh, Sucker Punch, Sucker Punch's latest game who they created the, um, the Sly Cooper franchise. They're it, like their entire team is made up of white people and they're doing a, a game about feudal Japan. And like, yes, they're underneath Sony's umbrella for PlayStation, but it's still an entire like all white team, you know, making a game that has nothing to do with their own culture. I think that's great because it looks like they've done their research and, you know, the cultural appropriation is all there, which is great, but. I mean that's that's some pretty um, shocking news to hear for the Cleveland show. So, um, do you want to do you want to take this first uh, news story? I mean, I'm very excited for it, but I've been rambling it's here for a bit. It's about time. So. <laughs> Crash Bandicoot Four. It's about time. Well, it was announced. Mm. A four PlayStation Four and Xbox One. They will be shipping it day and day, so Xbox players do not have to worry about time exclusivity. For this new crash game. This is the fourth mainline crash game since we've gotten on the PlayStation 1. It has been very, very long. A very, very long time. It's supposed to launch this October 2nd for 60 bucks. Again, on the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. And it looks like um, it's a lot of new characters. Uh, crash has like a little bit of a new look. Um, but uh, you, you, did you see the um, the trailer for this at all, or did you see any of the screenshots? No, I didn't really watch any of it. I got it. yeah. It, it was it was just a small little announcement that they did because Jeff Keighley. They did a few other like game announcement things, and it, it was it was a very quick and brief announcement that they did just to show off the trailer for everyone to watch. But yeah. um, a, a couple of trailers I did watch are for the Marvel Avengers game coming out. Yeah, oh yeah, that's right. That is right. Um, they they announced that uh, Modok will be the main villain uh, for the game, mm-hmm. which is which is interesting. He's always a crazy character. And, and uh, Miss Marvel, I gotta say, it the gameplay and the customization looks really good. Because like when when you're watching when you're watching the gameplay, you don't have to get mm. a close up of their awful faces, so it makes it a lot easier to actually enjoy it. Because their faces <laughs> still look pretty <laughs> awful. 
<laughs> I remember you sent me that picture of the Hulk. I was like, what? The Hulk? Yeah. So, like, <laughs> they still mess that up, but, like, that gameplay looks fun because you're just doing Avenger shit, and that sounds fun. <laughs> yeah. And it looks like Miss Marvel is actually the main character of Marvel's Avengers as well. I still really need to cool. go back. Yeah. She needs some I, attention. She does, especially with her own show coming up. Yes, absolutely. Um, I like I saw bits and pieces of it. Um, you know, I was doing some other things around the house. So I wasn't able to uh, fully sit down and watch it just yet, but I still need to. That and the Cyberpunk 2077 uh, review um, stream that they did. I saw like bits and pieces of it, but it's having had time. I've been working and whatnot. But um, yeah, it's you know, it's it's coming to you know ps4 and xbox one and pc of course but really cool thing is for peace or not for pc players uh for console players is that if you buy it looks like sony's following suit with this whole upgrade um shenanigans um that uh the smart delivery that xbox is doing with if you buy you know cyberpunk 2077 or if you buy marvel's avengers on xbox one you get the upgraded version of the xbox series x for free it looks like sony's doing the same thing for playstation 5 with marvel's avengers and cyberpunk 2077 so and this co-op i remember i was asking you about that so you want to you want to touch on that a little bit because i know you watch the stream more yeah, than there's did, so. uh, specific co-op missions called war zones where you can join um, one it's one to four players. You can get a few friends in there and do some co-op missions, which sounds quite fun. Mm. I'm hoping uh, I can play some Spider-Man and Wolverine later on because uh, I hope there isn't like a lot of like microtransactions well, in they, this they game. They mentioned that all the the DLC and characters and stuff that comes out is going to be free. So okay, that's good. That's really good. I mean. Might be on board, man. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm, I'm Pop down. that bad boy. I'm, it. Yeah, I'm down. <laughs> oh, man. So um, it looks like EA is also down. It looks like they're double, down. double down. Double down on some Star Wars games this, in the future. This is kind of a weird article because, like, what were they supposed to do? They own the rights. So they just. Unfortunately, that's all, but yeah. That's all they can do <laughs> is just keep making Star Wars movies. Or uh, games. Were, were they yeah. not doubling down before? <laughs> they've had quite a few <laughs> that is very true i will say when it was underneath uh, lucas art um there there's definitely been, like if you look at the ea games the star wars ea games versus like lucas art games have been pumped out obviously you know these games are much larger they're bigger in uh, file size you know the textures the the work that goes into these games now, or it's what's more so even more than they sink more money into this than movies. And they definitely, I mean, the gaming industry makes a lot more than Hollywood and they're so small. It's crazy, but they drop like money on these games. But um, with LucasArts, you know, they did make more games during their time before EA picked it up, but it looks, you know, I mean, quality over quantity, that type of thing. Um, I just don't want them to um, double down on Star Wars games and then lose the quality or what makes these games so great. So, but yeah, I mean, we'll just have to wait and see. Hopefully, EA has learned their lesson. Uh, they definitely got a lot of backlash in the, the past with uh, Star Wars Battlefront Run and One and Two, especially Star, uh, Star Wars Battlefront, the uh, reimagining of Star Wars Battlefront. So. 
Yeah. But uh, we got some uh, got some pretty sad news here, man. Looks like um, moving on here. Um, <clears throat> Microsoft is permanently closing down their retail stores, which kind of sucks. I've never been to one, so it is right. Uh, well, yeah. I, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's I've been to a lot of these stores there's one here in town um they're actually pretty cool to visit um obviously and there's also an apple store obviously more people are going to flock towards the apple store over microsoft's stores um i just really i mean like the fact that they're permanently closing all retail stores like that's a lot of people losing jobs and you know as if covid wasn't you know, um wasn't bad enough already for people losing their jobs Excuse me. Um, it's just uh, it, it kind of blows. Yeah. Um, the, the stores are really cool. Like I mean, I've walked in there multiple times. They're like, you know, they they, they got PC gaming, they got Xboxes, they got they got pretty much everything you you would need to, you know, if you wanted the, like a build a build your own PC station. Um, it, 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 they they were just really nice people. Kind of blows. I don't know what the main reason why they're. Doing this, I guess Microsoft is kind of looking in the future, especially everything that's going on, and it's probably making them lose money to stay open during this time versus, you know, keeping everything open, which kind of blows. But yeah, uh, but it looks yeah, Speaking it looks like they're going to be. F- oh, sorry. I was. Gonna uh, I was re- yeah, go ahead. Oh no, sorry. I, I was just going to say really quick. Um, it looks like they are going to be focusing more on the online store. Uh, but it looks like the Microsoft's experience centers in London, New York, and Sydney and Redmond are going to stay open for now. So as a reimagined uh, workspace to assist customers. So sorry, go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off. Well, I was just going to transition. Speaking of Microsoft's, actually, I think this next article we got, it might have been written by Captain Obvious. I'm not, I'm not quite sure. Who's that? <laughs> So uh, we, we ran into a bit of technical difficulties there. Sorry, everyone. But uh, go go ahead and uh, t- tell the uh, story over again, Devin. <laughs> I, I think the article that we're getting the story from was written by Captain Obvious, is what I originally said, because it mentions Phil Spencer saying that the Series X has a launch games and hardware advantage over the PS5, which obviously he's going to say that he's the head of Xbox. He's not going right. to say our games in hardware suck. Go get a PS5. <laughs> that is true. Uh, but a lot of people have been covering this on YouTube because uh, uh, Phil Spencer does have the backing. Um, there's been rumors saying, you know, Microsoft is waiting for, um, you know, Sony to to reveal the price of the PlayStation 5. And then they can he has like the backing from their like financial team to like undercut Sony when it comes to it. Um, but I will say, um, from the videos that I, ha- I have watched, um, obviously for those who don't know, um, it, it, it does look like PlayStation five is focusing more on the fast and low times with their custom SSD, but Xbox is going a different way with, you know, uh, frame rate and resolution, uh, better frame rate, better resolution for consoles, which I believe is long, long overdue. Um, but it also depends on. It's up to the developer's discretion what frame rate they want to, um, you know, ship their game out as because they're always they're always going to prioritize graphics over 
frame rate, like every single. So they're going to make it look as pretty as they possibly can before they even touch frame rate. But since we had the PlayStation 5 event back a few weeks ago, um, it is nice that, you know, Xbox is having their exclusive event in July uh, coming up here. So they technically get to go second. So, you know, they kind of see they've already seen everything PlayStation has to offer. And there was a, a live stream with um, uh, Phil Spencer. I forgot the name of the actual live stream itself. But um, they he pretty much had said, you know, he, he feels confident about what they have to show. You know, obviously, we know that things are going to be there. Halo and Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice. But he says a lot of games that they can't talk about. So I, I think Xbox is going to wow some people this generation. I'm praying for a new fable. So that's all I, that's all I want. <laughs> we shall see. And that actually ties into our last news story here with a former PlayStation exec saying... Um, that AAA next-gen games uh, may have to uh, be shorter, uh, shorter run times for games, or they might have to cost more. Um, this actually goes back to uh, uh, Sean Layden. He was the um, president at the time of uh, Sony PlayStation of America. He was on the same live stream as Phil. Uh, Spencer, I think he came on. It was either, I think he came on after, I can't really remember. But he was talking about how, you know, a lot of these big AAA games, he, he's, he doesn't think that they're going to last as long as people may think they're going to because it's it's kind of like The Last of Us Part Two came out. And he pretty much oversaw that entire development while he was there. And the game is roughly around about double in length from the first game. Uh, it's about maybe 25, 30 hours, depending on what playthrough you're going through or what you're trying to do within the game, like tro uh, trophy hunting and whatnot. And he was saying that the, the model of these big AAA games with these, you know, these super big, like 90, 80 hour games, like Witcher 3, God of War, PS4. He was saying that they're not su sustainable, and he doesn't think that next generation you can take those numbers and multiply them by two and think that you can grow. And that kind of makes sense. I mean, he was saying that, um, you know, he thinks the industry as a whole needs to sit back and say, you know, like, okay, like, what are we building? Who is this for? Who, who's the audience, the audience expectation? What is the best way to get our story across and what we need to say? And he's saying it's hard for every adventure game to shoot for a 50 to 60 hour gameplay milestone because that's how, uh, how much more expensive it's going to be to achieve. So he was saying that he thinks that a lot of these companies, AAA companies need to go back to these 15, 20 story hour Arcs, which I kind of agree because, I mean, when I was playing through The Last of Us Part Two, like I said, it's, it, it is about a maybe I'd say like if, if you're just beelining through the story, you know, you just want to get through the story and do everything else later. It's about 20 to 22 hours. And I think that's perfect. And he really wants the return of like 12 to 15, 15 triple um, hour games to come back just because, you know, as your audience, like, as your audience grows with you, you know, you have a lot of older gamers that, you know, th they're the ones spending this money. And it's like, you know, it's there's so many games out there that I would love to tackle. It's just they, they do take a lot of time. 
But um, I wanted to get your thoughts on this really quick. Well, I think if games get shortened, I, I think the price should obviously go down for those games. For sure. Absolutely. I think but, uh, the, anything the, the dollar per hour rule is, is kind of accurate in some cases. Like, it's, mm. if you can get an hour for every dollar you spend out of a game, then you should definitely feel good about your purchase. <laughs> Wasn't that... Uh, Wait, was that was that I think, Jared's yeah, I think philosophy? Jared that. Yeah, <laughs> but like obviously it it it, it applies more. Yeah, it, it varies. It, it obviously it applies more to the the bigger game, the AAA games, because yeah, that's pretty much what our our buddy Jared was saying. Um, that like Devin said, you know, if you can spend at least if if, if you're spending at least uh, an hour per, you know a dollar per hour, then, you know, it's definitely worth it. I definitely think you can get that out of a game. It's just, I mean, for a, <laughs> for a lot of these games, you know, I don't really think a lot of these should be 60 bucks. I don't think a lot of Nintendo games need to be $60 because they, quite frankly, don't take around, what, 60 hours to beat. They really don't. I mean, I understand they have those Nintendo, that Nintendo polish, and, you know, it's a business, and they have to make money, and yes, they are selling them at a loss, but games cost a lot of money. The Last of Us Part Two cost a crap ton of money, and it's just like with every current gen, it's like between $80 million and $150 million for most AAA games. That is a shit ton like it's it's just insane, but I do understand where he's coming from. And Sean Layden's been speaking facts for a while <laughs> because he was talking about exclusivity for PlayStation and how you know it's not not like a dying breed, but it's more of it 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 is kind of ridiculous. Like imagine buying a Blu-ray player. And it's like, okay, well, what's the difference between this Panasonic Blu-ray player and this Sony Blu-ray player? It's like, well, the Sony Blu-ray player can only, you know, um, it has exclusive um, rights that you, you can watch any of, like, Sony Pictures movies on it. But you can't do that on Panasonic. But on the Panasonic, you can watch all of, I don't know, Paramounts or Universal. They have ex exclusive rights to, you know, for their Blu-ray player. Like, you see how like ridiculous that is yeah. and then you end up with like god knows how many blu-ray players because there's a lot of movie studios out there and it's like oh well you know i i have this one to play to play neon movies i have this this other one to play uh stx movies and paramount and so on and so forth disney and blah blah blah, blah. and like it, it just seems ridiculous and i mean he was saying how when he was the uh the uh, head of PlayStation of America, he was saying that, you know, Sony was focusing on releasing less uh, exclusive games, you know, spacing them out, essentially, instead of having them all come together. Because, I mean, we just got The Last of Us Part Two, like, literally, like, a week ago. And Ghost of Tsushima comes out July 17th, which is not far away. But I don't know. Um, I, I do agree with you there, though. With you know, if if these games are going to be shorter, they definitely need to cost less, because I don't know how much these next generation games are going to cost. And that's my rant. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's, but that's I believe long, that's, that's it. A long episode. 
It was a long episode. Oh, my gosh. 118. Look at us. Um, all right. So I'm going to end it here. Uh, thank you, Devin, as always, for being my co-host and coming on, talking movies and all this other shop, uh, talking shop and whatnot. And everyone out there, thank you for listening. You can listen to us again on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, all the major platforms out there. Anyone you can think of besides SiriusXM, nine times out of ten, we're going to be on there. Um I believe we are reviewing uh, a Netflix film this week. I can't remember the name of it with Will Ferrell, but that will be up this Sunday. Do you know the name right off the bat or no? Eurovision something something. Yeah, Eurovision something something dark side. Yeah, that's going to be coming up. And yeah, that'll be coming up this uh, coming up Sunday. And um, well, we also have our Last of Us Part 2 um, spoiler review that we'll be doing next week early fourth of july during uh the day like early early um early morning fourth of july so take a um keep a lookout for that and we will see you guys in the next one. peace